You may find this hard to believe, but 60 songs that explain the 90s, America's favorite poorly named music podcast is back with 30 more songs than 120 songs total. I'm your host, Rob Harvilla, here to bring you more shrewd musical analysis, poignant nostalgic reveries, crude personal anecdotes, and rad special guests, all with even less restraint than usual. Join us once more on 60 Saws that Explain the 90s every Wednesday on Spotify. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Show. My name is Danny Heifetz and I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Horlbeck and we are on the precipice of next season. <laughs> Training camp is a month away, but before we get into next season, we wanted to just take a moment and we wanted to make sure we did not forget all of the lessons of last year, because as Craig always reminds us, we literally get amnesia at the end of every season and forget all the things that happened. So we started doing a little exercise here called Memento Tattoos, where we tattoo all the things we don't want to forget on our bodies at the end of each year. And so now we're today we're going to go through all the tattoos we got. Craig, is, is that like a good summation of Memento? Pretty much. Uh, there's murder involved in the movie Memento, but not in our, our situation. There's no murder. Still don't, in, in still the, don't remember the movie. movie. You don't, that's know, ironic. You have short yeah. memory <laughs> about the movie. <laughs> I know it's about tattoos. It's about uh, a guy who has short-term memory trying to figure out who killed his wife. Does it play in reverse? Yes. Every scene. The first scene is the last scene. Fascinating. Remember we did an episode last year. We've done like four. I still don't really know how the movie works. But that's <laughs> we, okay. did an, we did an episode backwards last, last year, which I don't know how well received <laughs> oh, that's that right, was. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> we did all the <laughs> In a meta way, DK not remembering this is kind of perfect. DK is our Guy Pierce. Ready to take a long, hard look in the mirror at my tattoos. By the way, I think this is the single most important part of fantasy football is looking back at your mistakes last year and recognizing them and learning from them. You truly get amnesia, I think, every year heading into the next fantasy football season. You completely forget what happened. You have these weird biases that don't make any sense. You tr like, Hyvitz is really good about this. Like in all aspects of our job, Hyvitz, like the second we finish like the NFL draft show, 
he has us like do a postmortem. We take notes and we like talk yeah. about what we learned so that when the next draft season comes around, we can look back and say, okay, what do we want to change? I think people should, I, listen, I know fantasy football is most, not most people's jobs, but man, taking <laughs> notes after the fantasy season actually makes a difference. Write it but down. you lose all the notes. And so, you know, you keep track of your iPhone notes. So we just tattoo them on our bodies. So yeah, we're like exactly. Ben Affleck. We just got the big Phoenix on our backs, except for Heifetz. It's just a big Mike Davis. This is Mike Davis crossed off. Josh Jacobs filled crossed in with off. Josh Jacobs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Samaj P. Ryan question mark. That's Next. the one. Stay <laughs> away from Michael want... Thomas. Don't trust Michael <laughs> yeah, Thomas. <exactly. laughs> Michael Thomas. His progress will betray isn't you. real. Yeah. Don't believe his lies. I don't care if he's deadlifting for 500 pounds or whatever that video was. You couldn't even <laughs> see his face in that video, by the way. Still not practicing, by the way. That's not actual practice. Um, That's just him lifting weights. We're like too early on the show to go off on a tangent, but did you guys see the video of RFK Jr. dead like doing uh, <laughs> yeah. the weights, but there yeah. was like no weight on the bar? Who's our most shredded president? We ever had like a shredded president? I bet George Washington Pro- was pretty ripped. I feel like Teddy Roosevelt was the strongest. I wouldn't oh, say he was shredded, yeah. but he would win in a fight. Teddy about, was the manliest. About, I feel like Eisenhower was in good shape. He, well, he was big. A, he was in the military. We got to do this at the end of the show. <laughs> we can't do this now. Uh, DK, give us your first, just, just you know, little. give us a little skin. Little. What's What do you got across yeah. your back right now? Like, what's your first big memento? I'm having Heifetz read this off to me, and it says, don't trust Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> <laughs> it's backwards in the mirror. You have to read it. <laughs> but just to be clear, I want to be—I want to be clear about this uh, exercise. We actually did an episode at the end of last season where we actually gave, like, mess. We wrote down what we wanted to remember mm-hmm. for this episode, and this is first. And I want to be clear that Christian McCaffrey is literally the number one player in our rankings this year. Well, technically, though- he's the number two <laughs> player in half PPR for us because I am. A few spots down on Christian McCaffrey, both you and Heifetz, Craig and Heifetz, uh, have Christian McCaffrey as your number one player. Fantasy Pros has him as their number one player. What are we doing here? Why do we trust this man? Why do we trust Kyle Shanahan to do the right thing and give him the ball so much? Um, I'm frankly a little bit worried about some actual real precedent that happened when Elijah Mitchell was healthy and on the 49ers team, when these two were playing at the same time for the 49ers, Elijah Mitchell and Christian McCaffrey, McCaffrey's volume dropped pretty precipitously enough to the point where I have questions about making him the number one player on our ranks. Can I give you answers that will also give you more questions? Sure. I think there's a re- the, you're right. So C- Christian McCaffrey did rotate in for the Niners more than he did in Carolina and Carolina at peak when he was incredible was playing like 97% of the snaps. Like basically it was like an anomaly statistically that he was not on the field in Carolina. So McCaffrey has something called patellar tendonitis. Uh, I am not a doctor. It sounds worse than it is. Basically, it sounds like it's kind of injury that like it just kind of has to be managed. So he wasn't practicing a ton and he would just kind of have they were really kind of like load managing him by merely just playing him 80 percent of the time. I do think that's why (laughs) I rotated in. I don't know if that makes me feel better, but like he's still going to play as much as any running back outside of like Saquon. So but I do think that's why Elijah Mitchell was on the field. He's still going to play a lot. Don't get me wrong, but number one, a lot like number one overall pick a lot. I'm a little I worried. Mean, it's Kyle Shanahan. We do this every year. I th- I think the problem here is that Christian McCaffrey is like what we think is the antidote to Kyle Shanahan. And <laughs> yeah, it's like, who I wins? Agree. Who wins? I, it's an immovable object versus an unstoppable force. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey versus the Kyle Shanahan doghouse. Who's going to win? 
Well, so DK, you have here that when Elijah Mitchell played, McCaffrey only scored 16 and a half fantasy points a game, which would be fifth in running backs last year. Still good. Still good. So that's kind of like worst case scenario. He's the fifth best. And Elijah Mitchell, who's never healthy anyway, who knows how many (laughs) games he's playing. Well, the thing is, Kyle Shannon can't pick between running backs because he uses all his like late round picks on them. So the McCaffrey trade solved it because they just gave away all their picks for McCaffrey. Also, do you, we think he's he's a better fit with obviously Purdy, right? Than like Trey Lance or something. I, McCaffrey yes. might as well be the quarterback. McCaffrey is like the straw that stirs the drink, as old Mike Lombardi would say. Like, look, in the past, have we always regretted taking the first running back on the 49ers? Yes. Do people delude themselves into thinking it'll work for them? <laughs> of course. But it will work for us to take McCaffrey this year. DK, <laughs> who do you think passes for more touchdowns in their career? Christian McCaffrey or Trey Lance? <laughs> Holy How many does shit, CMC have? The, that is the question of the century, Craig. Holy shit. Uh, let's see. Trey Lance has thrown five touchdowns. Is McCaffrey at five? He's probably no. close. He's probably got two. My favorite running stat is from Mike Renner that uh, Tom Brady threw more passes last season than Trey Lance has in... Uh, NFL, college, and high school combined. McCaffrey has thrown two touchdowns in his career. Oh my God. (laughs) Trey Lance or McCaffrey the rest of their career. McCaffrey's probably good for one this season. We got to get the Philly special going. That was his first week, uh, first game for the Niners. He threw it. I actually, dude, I I don't think Lance is going to be the backup this year. I think it's going to be Purdy and then Darnold. And then both of them would have to get hurt. Oh man. So I... I'm going Lance, but like by single digits. Well, yeah. It's close. (laughs) I mean, if Lance never starts again... Could What's McCaffrey the throw three more touchdowns in his career? Maybe. The, the line's like seven. Like like Lance minus seven. I'm going to take McCaffrey if that's the case. Speaking of first uh, of McCaffrey being a first-round running back, can I get to one of my tattoos? I'm, I just found it Please. on my ribs. Uh, it says, don't take early round running backs. And okay, okay. I went back and I, I kind of looked up how the, how the top running backs did last year. And we all get wrapped up. Running backs are kind of the sexiest part of fantasy. They're, they're usually, if you're in a one quarterback league, you spend the most money on, on the top running back, right? It's like, Everyone's dropping 70 bucks on a McCaffrey, a Derrick Henry, a Jonathan Taylor. Last year, the first round and a half of running backs. So the first round and then halfway through the second round. uh, By ADP, average draft position, 12 running backs went. So I'm going to look at the top 12 running backs who were drafted last year. I'm going to read them out. Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb, Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, and at 12 is Javante Williams on the Broncos. Hmm. Six out of 12 of those guys finished outside the top 12 in points per game. So you essentially had a 50% shot that any of these guys you drafted, even the number one overall guy was just inside the top 12 at the position. Then if you go look at wide receiver, the, the wide receivers to go in the first two rounds, there were eight guys who went in the first two rounds. Let me read them off. Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, C.D. Lamb, Mike Evans, and Tyree Kill. Every single one of those guys, but Mike Evans was in the top eight. They literally just <laughs> stuck with the same positions. They all played musical chairs. And it was like, oh, Justin Jefferson was first this time. And Stephon Diggs was fourth. And Jamar Chase was third. AJ Brown was the only guy to break into that top eight. So my this ta- what this tattoo is telling me is like, I no longer value the, the GOAT $70 running back like I used to. When you can just guarantee that these top eight receivers are just going to finish in the top eight. It's literally almost a guarantee. To me, this is like buying a, the total stock market, like uh, just what's index fund. Yeah. index fund, like VTI, VTI. I'm looking <laughs> yeah. for Sorry. Keep, keep going with the financial advice. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, 
But what's it called? Stocks? Stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night, so I know all about this, but it's like buying VTI versus like fucking, I don't even know what like the riskiest stock is or whatever, but uh, one, that, one that fails 50% of the time? Tesla, maybe. Sure, yeah. But yeah, this is to be like, do we just go out and buy the total stock market ETF or do we go out and try and like... Make wide receivers, dollars? earlier round wide receivers are like the S&P 500. They're just <laughs> so, going up. <laughs> I think you're right. But so again, our rankings, fantasyfootball.thru.com. We got our rankings there. We reflect this. We have Jefferson first, McCaffrey second, Eckler third, and then we have Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, Bijan Robinson, Travis Kelsey, Saquon, Tyreek Hill, Jonathan Taylor, Devontae Adams, AJ Brown. That's six. So six of our top 12 players overall are wide receivers. Yeah. More receivers than running backs. However, here's the thing, though. I want to be delicate with this because I, I agree with you, Craig. Like, the receivers are a safer bet. However, there's also been a correction of sorts where everyone's onto this. So uh, there's Ian Hardis, who does great stuff for um, Fantasy Life. He kind of broke this down. And he basically... Everything is corrected to what Craig's saying. Running backs are riskier. Receivers are safer. But that correction has already kind of been like... The market has corrected for that with our rankings, with that rankings everywhere in that. The stock market uh, has corrected for it? Wow. <laughs> I think so. I, mean, I, don't, I, I don't know how the economy works or inflation or whatever, but <laughs> basically. So so uh, Ian had these great numbers that was, he was just looking at uh, average draft position like historically versus this year. And he's using best ball, which is not perfect, but it's the best we have by far. So usually in a given year, the last few years, six of the first eight running, uh, sorry, six of the first eight picks are running backs. This year, six wow. of the first 18 picks are running backs in best ball. Six yeah. of eight to six of 18. And then usually half the top 36 are running backs. Now it's a third of the top 36 are running backs. So all the running backs are getting squeezed. And so I think that I agree with you, Craig, but the flip side is guys, Tony Pollard, Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, Josh Jacobs. Those are all guys that used to very obviously be first round players. You can get them in the second. You know what yeah. I mean? And now there's guys change. that... Yep. Yeah, Nick Chubb, Derek Henry, you might be able to get in the third round. Those were guys that were going first or second. So we want to be careful not to go overcorrect because we're not just the only people realizing this. And I think you can almost zag as everyone's zigging where it's like, basically you can't lose because I think you can get Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, if you want him in the first round. But then you kind of come back around. I still want the right. It's almost weird. We've almost come all the way around where it used to be. You would get like Tony Pollard with the seventh pick, come around and take Tyreek Hill. Now you kind of have to take Tyreek Hill seventh, come around and get Tony Pollard. Also, doesn't that only apply, though, to snake drafting what you're talking about? Because if you're in an auction draft, yeah. just because Derrick Henry is like ranked 19th overall, that doesn't mean he's going to go for the commensurate, you know, price. He's probably still going to go for 60 bucks because he's Derrick Henry. So in 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 auction drafting, it is still kind of like, I, I think you should just focus on spending your your premium capital on wide receivers. I think overall, it's just indicative of the way that the NFL is going to, you know, it's not just injuries. It's not just that we had a, had some bad luck with guys last year. It's just like the NFL is not using guys nearly as much. And, and it's harder to predict which guys are going to get that massive, massive volume. You know what I mean? They so, just get hurt more too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's that plus the NFL is just going away from three down guys. As they should. Uh, can I? Um, I guess this is a good time for me to note. I have this weird tattoo. Can you guys actually? I don't know what this means. It says Josh Jacobs murdered my family. <laughs> do, you guys, do you know what that means? <laughs> I, I I haven't seen Memento in a while, but I think there's a tat. He always has a note that says like "Don't trust Sammy Jenkins or Sammy yeah. Jenkins or something like that." Is your Josh Jacobs? <laughs> so yeah. Um, RIP to me. There's a lot. Obviously, I didn't like Josh Jacobs last year. That was a mistake. Uh, I think there's two lessons. I think actually to what we were just talking about, I think number one, like not fighting the last war and basically every season's different. Yeah. And 
I think that last year I was too, there were two mistakes I made being out on Josh Jacobs that I, I think my two takeaways are we were kind I was too obsessed with like the dead zone and like running back. Basically there's a point where running backs probably aren't a good value anymore, but it was just kind of too specific to 2021 trying to find the next Jamar chase and Cooper cup. And in reality, it's like the real draft. When you try to do that, you miss the next of whatever's coming. It's like, everyone's looking for like the next Debo or the next Christian McCaffrey. And then you end up like missing, you know, Brock Purdy or whatever. It's like, there's always a different year mixed with Josh Jacobs is good at football. And I think that was like the base thing. I was too obsessed with like, well, there's a new regime and how are they going to, how is Josh McDaniels going to move, uh, use Josh Jacobs more than John Gruden did. And like, he's in a contract year where, you know, Zemir White, I, we always do the rookie thing. Yeah. There's yeah. a new rookie. He might steal and, touches. I, I also made, actually, I honestly, I had the opposite, which was, I was like, Josh Jacobs contract year. What if they don't want him? Actually, they didn't give a shit about using him. Like he's in a contract year. If he walks, he walks. They're going to use him a ton. Also the Raiders offensive line was, I never thought their offensive line could play well enough for him to lead the league in rushing. So there were a lot of mistakes there. But I think actually it connects to those two, what we were just talking about. Oh, I think it's easy to say, well, we have to have receivers. But if everyone's saying that the running backs probably become a value. I think that's kind of what happened last year in like the 50s, 60s, 70s. Now it's kind of the 10s and 20s where that's happening. I also just think good players, good players are good. (laughs) Yeah, it also helped. I think he caught like more passes than he ever had before, too. So there's just like a lot of variables that worked against you on that one. Um yeah, the good players thing is a big one for me. I'm like, I'm going to focus on that. Obviously, you know, part of fantasy football is trying to figure out how coaches are going to use their players. There's, you can never just assume a coach is going to use his best player. But I think overall, you're going to hit at a higher rate if you do end up like focusing heavily on the best players. Like, you can't completely ignore bad players who are going to get volume, if that makes sense. But, but Craig like, just has a shit-eating grin on his <laughs> I face just right love now. Because... I just love what you're saying. You can't completely ignore bad players, but you really want to focus on good players. I mean, it, it's... This is it's why people so, come to us. It's, like, so basic, but I also need... I feel the need to say it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Because I've come full circle. There was a time where I was like, you can't focus only on good players because a lot of bad players are good in fantasy or whatever. But like those guys, I feel like are fewer and far between. So bottom line, like Josh Jacobs, we knew he was good. Like if you looked at all of his like tackle rate, broken tackle rate, his uh, explosive plays, you know, elusive rating for PFF, (laughs) like all the stats and all the metrics were pointing to this guy's really good. We're just like, but they played him in the Hall of Fame game. Like, you know, that's not what I said, please. (laughs) I never brought up the freaking Hall of Fame game. Don't put words (laughs) in my mouth. Well, that scared me. I'm going to be honest. That was like, uh, that's not good. While we're talking about how dumb fantasy is, and again, like, oh, I will say this is why we also really I highly recommend super flex leagues because it's like so funny when you're in like outside of any context. You're like, should I take Joe Burrow or J.K. Dobbins? You're like, what? <laughs> right, <a> football team. <laughs> yeah. So one of my tattoos, which is uh, tattooed on the back of my right calf, I just saw it. Is uh, it says, <laughs> "Take a good quarterback." Yeah. And you know, I was really thinking about it. I I've completely pivoted. I have been late round QB guy my entire life. In the last year or two, we, we've kind of all collectively as a group shifted our thinking to now, uh, you know, lean towards getting a good quarterback early. And getting a good quarterback is like getting eight hours of sleep. You know how much harder everything is when you're <laughs> just trying to work off four hours of sleep? Like you can still do it. You could still have a productive day at work. You could still work out. Sure. But winning a fantasy matchup, knowing your QB is a lock to just put up 24 points it's so much nicer. It's just like a good eight hours of sleep. I don't care the opportunity cost, take getting somebody in the third or fourth round, whatever. The top three guys, you're, you're Josh Allen, you're Mahomes, you're, you're, who am I missing? Jalen Hurts. 
Those guys all averaged like 25 points a game last year. The average flex puts up like eight or nine points a game. I looked it up. So by you drafting Jalen Hurts or drafting Patrick Mahomes, you're, you are getting a quarterback like a Kirk Cousins plus a flex just right. as your quarterback. You're really getting an extra player just to draft a top three quarterback. So I'm never, I'm never not spending money on a top quarterback again. I will, I will be drafting Jalen Hurts this year. I'd like you guys to know. I will be doing it. <laughs> DK always says this. It's like you draft an extra spot in your starting lineup. 100%. It's a cheat code. You're, it's you're cheat getting code. a flex. You're adding a flex to, to your lineup. I like that. It's like, it's not only eight hours of sleep. It's, it's actually, but you got up at six in the morning and you've been working all morning, cranking, like, and you just, everything's firing on all cylinders. And then like the person who just has to trot out Jared Goff is like rolling out of bed at nine and like, can't really get going to like 10 cause you need coffee. And you're like, that's no way to live. <laughs> yeah. You know that friend when like, you're on like a little friend trip, you guys have an Airbnb at a cabin and you get up at like nine and there's the one guy who's like, are oh, you just getting up? I've been up since six. I wanted to <laughs> walk, the whole make house. breakfast. I went yeah. to the grocery store and you're like, oh God. <laughs> That guy this is guy. Jalen Hurts. <laughs> that guy's Jalen Hurts. He's having a great day. Everyone like talks shit about that guy too, but everyone wants to be that guy. Oh, everyone ab- wants absolutely. Guy. Take Jalen Hurts. Take Mahomes. It's so much easier. Life is so much easier when you get a good night's sleep. Speaking of like, it's very basically the same thing. I have this tattoo. It's like it's just right on my chest. It just says in giant letters, all caps. It says draft Travis Kelsey. Yeah. <laughs> just take Travis Kelsey. This is I need the like, biggest piece. I need right like here. five of those tattoos all over my body because I never listen. Put them on your left I, hand, your right <laughs> hand, your forehead, my eyelids. I wait. How many letters is it? Could I get that on my knuckles? Or no, it's too many. How many characters? Is Tattoo that? this one on your dick, Craig. On my dick. You won't forget that. That's fair. Inside of my eyelids and my penis. <laughs> oh wait, draft Kelsey is ten characters. That could go on your knuckles. I I, I talked about this in the tight end episode, but. Travis Kelsey literally had the best season ever for a tight end last year. Like he didn't have the most points, but relative to all the other tight ends, the like the gap between first and second was 15 touchdowns worth. Like the gap between first and second was the same as the gap between second and 22nd. Like this freaking guy does this every year. And we're like, like I, I moved him up to like fourth and I'm like, why shouldn't we take him fourth? I, I like, again, Travis Kelsey has missed fewer games in a decade than Jamar Chase or Cooper Cup did last year. Knock Why are we taking them over? Knock on him? wood. Okay, this, yeah, is the, I, this is the year it all falls apart. Isn't he's it, 33. Like, He'll be 34 <laughs> in October. He's the first tight end to ever have a thousand yards at 33. If AJ Brown was just a tight end, where would you take AJ Brown? That's fair. The old the age cliff. That's the that's what's been scaring time. us. He just won the Super Bowl. He has like 18 touchdowns in like 18 playoff games. It's like he's literally incredible. The reason you have this tattooed on your body, though, Heifetz, is because we decide not to do it for some reason every year. <laughs> it's because <laughs> it's because I go, well, what if this is the year he drops off? And you know what? Yeah. That random tight end on the Titans, Chigaquanquo, I think he's going to have a big year. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going to spend six bucks on him instead. Yeah. It's so true. It's honestly, that's another tattoo DK has. Actually, it's just a list of all the tight ends from the last decade that we all yeah. like. There's not even. It's not even like out. there's no message. It's literally just like seven guys. Let me pull it up here. Uh, let's see. We've got Taysom Hill crossed out. Tyler Higby crossed out. Evan Ingram crossed out. Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle crossed out. Tyler Eifert. Irv Smith. Austin Hooper. Johnu Smith. And then this year, are we going to do Chicken Quanquo? Are like, we going to do Greg this Dulcich? This is just the tight end. This is just the tight end version of the sleep. Why do we do this to ourselves? Here's my question. We have Travis Kelsey seventh. Is it just feels too low. Like Cooper Cup is fifth. He had a high ankle sprain. He missed like half the year. What we're worried about Kelsey's gonna fall off? 
Matt Stafford is throws the ball to Cooper Cup. He almost he had to be like, I'm not retiring because that spinal thing. Don't worry about it. Kelsey has Patrick Mahomes. Why don't we just move him higher? Put him one overall. Put Kelsey number one, Heifetz. Dude, I honestly swear to God, man. Why not? I mean, I'm not that even I'm not even against it. Let's do it. Like <laughs> I don't know, man. Just draft Travis. I think the point is wherever you are, just take Kelsey. And if you have the first pick, just all right, there you are. Listen to the tattoo. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Is Kelsey a boring pick? Because one, my next tattoo just says take boring players, which, you know, don't get, don't get all caught up in the razzle dazzle of a freak rookie <laughs> or some young duo, some young quarterback receiver duo that has huge upside. Just take the guy who was good last year and he was good the year before that and the year before that. And he has the same upside that he had last year because he actually hit it last year. The amount of value that you can extract in your draft by just taking dudes who are either 28 years old or just have like, you know, or, or have no flashy traits and real no defining qualities like a James Conner, just like a guy who nobody can really like envision what it looks like to watch them play. Just take dudes who are 28 who have been good their whole <laughs> career and dudes who aren't famous and, and you'll have a great time. If you, if you go back and look at last year's draft, here are some of the running backs that were right next to each other. Josh Jacobs and Travis Etienne went right next to each other. Just take the boring guy. James Conner and Cam Akers went right next to each other. Just take the boring guy. Joe Mixon and DeAndre Swift. Go home Swift. to your wife. Yeah, DeAndre Swift, Joe Mixon, go home to your wife. You know? Jo go James Conner or Cam Akers, go home to your wife. You know, <laughs> you know why the media is trying to convince you to draft people like Jordan Addison? Because there's nothing else the to media? say about the boring guys. There's nothing else to say about Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett and Jamison Williams are right next to each other right now. Uh, Lockett our, is the perfect example. Yeah. Literally, literally. Tyler Lockett. I looked into this. Tyler Lockett and Jamison Williams are right next to each other in ADP. Jamison Williams is a second year rookie out of Alabama who tore his ACL. He's 22 years old. He's super fast. Tons of potential. He could have a huge year. He could have like what? 
1,100 yards. He's suspended for six games. Sure. He, but, you know, he could have 1,100 yards. He could have nine touchdowns. Wouldn't that be awesome? You know who did that last year? Tyler Lockett. And he's done that for four straight seasons. It's like every year. It's every the mystery year he box. has 1,100 yards. Yeah, it, is. it could be a boat. It could be a Tyler Lockett. It could be anything. It could God, even be Tyler Lockett. Should I draft Jordan Addison? What if he has 1,100 yards and nine touchdowns? That'd be crazy. Well, Tyler Lockett's been doing that since he was like 25. <laughs> I'm just looking at our rankings and I'm looking at like people you could actually get if you just took boring players. So like if you just took Kelsey in the first round, came back around and you just like took Nick Chubb. And then you came back around, you yep. grabbed Mahomes. Yep. I know Mahomes is not boring, but like you could just absolutely get him in the third round. And then you came around and you're like, um, I'll just take Amari Cooper. Yep. Quintessential. Yeah, you keep going. Then I'll get James Conner, Christian Kirk. No one cares about Christian Kirk. He'll have a thousand <laughs> yards and eight touchdowns. David yeah. Montgomery. <laughs> sure. Sleeper. Like I'm a, a, a sleeper. We just get so caught up in like the rookie hype upside. What if he does this? He has the potential to do that. It's like, I'm just going to take, I'm just going to take Amon Ross St. Brown. Like yeah. He's already Corny done Corny police. Bonk. All right. Bonk to everyone. That's a good one. Speaking of that, here's a good segue. I have this written on my body. <laughs> Drops are fake news. <laughs> uh, hold on to rookie receivers is the lesson here. It's also, it's like written like a postscript or whatever. Hold on to rookie receivers. Fade training camp narratives. Basically bet again. If you're hearing bad things about a rookie in training camp, like short buy up all the stock. That's what, that's the guy you want. That's the guy who's going to be so much better than anybody thinks. Everybody gets scared every year because Jamar Chase can't catch a ball that doesn't have white stripes on it. Like give me a fucking break. Why do we fall for this stuff? Jamar Chase is the biggest example, but he was like one of the all-time all-time prospects. He had like a great recruiting pro profile, great college production. He's Super, super fast. So he's he was the best not, receiver prospect since like Julio Jones. Yeah, he's, like he's not like the best example of this. But the, it, if, if you go down the list, there's a bunch of guys. Just last year, just last year, if you look at uh, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and Christian Watson, those are three guys who started out a little bit slow. And then as the year went on, just absolutely dominate. So here's Garrett Wilson's numbers from weeks one through seven. He was the wide receiver 37, just behind guys like Josh Reynolds and Devin Duvernay. How many people dropped? How many people dropped uh, Garrett Wilson last year after that slow start? Probably a lot. And then from weeks eight on, he was a wide receiver sixteen above guys like DK Metcalf, Brandon Ayuk, DJ Moore, T Higgins, Jerry Judy, Mike Evans. Like you're getting so much value. I understand like the, the it, it's maybe not optimal to hang on to a guy for that long if he's not doing anything. But to me, it's like hold on to that lottery ticket. You know what I mean? That might pay out huge. And unless you have like a desperate need to pick up some other guy. Well, to be clear, you're not just, but you're not just saying about like hype, like bad hype. You're basically saying that rookie receivers are everything you want, which is they're underrated. They're cheap to have in drafts and they peak at the end of at your season right through fantasy playoffs. Christian Watts, a great example here last year, weeks one through nine. So essentially the first three quarters of the fantasy season, wide receiver 110. He didn't do anything. And then down the stretch weeks 10 through 18. I know that week 18 is not necessarily fantasy, but just for this purposes, he was wide receiver seven. He was top 10 guy. Uh, so, yeah. Chris Olave, same deal. He started out really slowly. Um, and then weeks after week three, he was wide receiver 22. So like if you dropped him after one or two weeks, like that was a huge mistake. I'm just saying, have patience with these guys. In particular, the highly drafted guys with good profiles. So like, because draft capital and talent to me are going to win out more often than not. I, I like I like the calling it fake news or like training camp narratives or fake news. We should have like a... We should have like a Fox News fantasy football segment or channel <laughs> yeah. or something where it's like Tucker Carlson's fantasy news. It's like Jamar Chase 
doesn't doesn't like catching footballs with white stripes. Why is that? <laughs> the ball's a little bit bigger in the NFL. <laughs> I fade Jamar Chase. Like I I don't know. There's something there. Uh, the year good. before that, Jalen Waddle, another example. Like weeks one through five, DK really right back lot. into Jalen Waddle, dude. I'm just saying it happens like almost every year where one or two or three of these guys ends up being really, really valuable down the stretch. Um, so just don't make that mistake this year. That's, I just that's say the woke it. liberal media doesn't yeah. want you to know that Jalen Waddle <laughs> was as bad as Quintez Cephas in the first month of his career, but then was better than Tyreek Hill. Why would the Raiders play Josh Jacobs in a Hall of Fame game? That doesn't make much sense. <laughs> Why would they do that? I, I, I think this is the bit. It's Craig just does a Tucker Carlson impression. I want to just like way overreact to stupid training camp news and, and take it as, <laughs> as truth. Producer Kai likes shrimp, but won't eat cheese. What's that about? Producer Kai is shorting the dairy market. This is good. There's something here. There's something here. Do we have any other tattoos? Oh yeah. Here's my, my last tattoo. That is, uh, it's where the, you know how the Tupac's thug life that's, I have this tattoo in the same spot. <laughs> um, it's don't take wide receivers with shitty quarterbacks, man. Mm. It's not worth it. It's like dating somebody with a ton of baggage. There's better options out there. You can <laughs> do better. It's not worth it. You don't deserve <laughs> this. It could be easier. I, I made a, I, I did a a top 10, a top five of I have the worst fucking attorneys heading into this year. <laughs> so here are, here are the top five receivers with the worst fucking attorneys, AKA quarterbacks, where it's just not worth it. Every catch feels like a miracle. Number one, DJ Moore. Just don't do oh, it. Oh yeah. Number two, Mike Evans, number three, kiss Chris Godwin. Just this is fucking so avoid at all yeah. costs. Number four, the goat of this category, the president of this category, Terry McLaurin. <laughs> and, Every and, year. And Every number, year. Number five is uh, Michael Pittman. Yeah. You're so right that there's a relationship. Like, th this is just the I can fix him category, but it's like, no, you, you can't. You will not fix him. You know what's really nice is when you draft like fix it. <laughs> it's like if you draft like <laughs> Mike Williams or Christian Kirk. Uh, you know what's nice is just like when they're open, the ball will be near their hands. <laughs> I like that. I personally enjoy that. I can fix up categories. We need a me. stat. We need a stat for this. Like we not analytics. We need an antilytic just to measure the despair of like having watched one of these receivers last year try to reel in balls from these guys. Like Terry McLaurin play with Wentz or DJ Moore playing with the freaking carnival of Panthers uh, quarterbacks last year. There's just, I mean, I, there's nothing. Oh, worse. despair, like air, like air yards, but it's despair yards. <laughs> like if Washington's playing like the chiefs or something and, and Wentz goes three and out and you're just like, Oh God, they're not going to get the ball back for 10 minutes. Cause Mahomes going to march down the field <laughs> and then they get the ball back. They go three and out again. McLaurin was open, went sails it over his head and they punt. And you're just like, I don't see a scenario in which he can get to 50 yards. That feels impossible. It is the worst feeling in the world. <laughs> and you also kind of just blame yourself too. Yeah. It's it, so obvious. Those are, the, those are the moments where you're like, why do I do this? Why do I play fantasy football? In yeah. retrospect, you're like, <laughs> it's like week three and you're like, what was I thinking? DJ Moore? <laughs> God. It's that post clarity, you know? <laughs> did you just avoid saying post nut clarity? Did you just? I did. Like, I wasn't sure. Is that too much? Is that too graphic? Himself. I don't know. I think, did. Clarity. I think based clarity? on where the show has evolved, how the show has evolved, I think post-nut clarity is considered pretty tame. <laughs> My mom was like, I wish you guys would stop cursing and um, saying the other stuff. And I was like, I know, Craig, just, you know, he's getting married in a couple weeks. He just needs to get all this stuff out, I think. Get my yayas out. Yeah. When I come back, I'll be a different man. <laughs> Buttoned up. I'll be dulled.
we're going to start talking about building, you know, building tools and stuff, stuff in the backyard that we're working on. I'm only going to be wearing I can't polos. wait for Craig to compare like Javante Williams to like buying the wrong kind of backsplash. You don't want to get the wrong backsplash, let me tell you. Uh, speaking of which, I have a, I have another tattoo. Right under my draft, Kyle, uh, Travis Kelsey, it says, don't draft Kyle Pitts. Disagree. That's your Sammy Jenkins. Yeah. <laughs> don't believe his lies. Don't believe his lies. This falls under the category thing, the bad quarterbacks category. It is. I will say Kyle Pitts is just a receiver with a bad quarterback. So that's number yeah. one. I am. It's like the mob. I'm already, I can, just when I think I'm out on Kyle Pitts, I can tell I'm getting reeled in. Everyone's getting reeled in. And again, everybody seems to be coming around on him. <laughs> well, I'm not, Doug. <laughs> okay. How am I supposed I'm just to chip? Again, Kyle Pitts last year, fewer yards per game than Khalif Raymond. Fewer oh, catches per God game. Than, damn it. Don't even say those words. Fewer <laughs> catches per game than Ben Skoranek. God oh, damn it. Second in touchdown catches among Falcons tight ends. God. <laughs> but then it's like, oh, boy. brutal. But then you're like, hey, Kyle Pitts was good. The Falcons just didn't throw like, oh, the Falcons did throw him the ball. Mariota was just bad. Now Mariota is getting scapegoated because Kyle Pitts was numb. Like if you look at just tight ends with 200 routes, again, shout out Ian Hartz. Kyle Pitts, number one in targets per route run. Number one in deep target rate, but it just, he had the worst catchable target rate. So it's like they were throwing him the ball, but all the passes were bad and they barely threw it because the passes were bad. So Desmond Ritter, new quarterback, even though he sucks, he'll suck less than Mariota we and think. the balls will be on target. And I'm like, no, I'm not getting roped into this, man. I'm not doing this. Honestly, <laughs> if you want to get, I'd rather have Drake London. I swear to God. One, I, I just, I would rather have Drake London. Just give me Drake London. I don't even trust Kyle. I don't trust Kyle Pitts. I'm Do you not trust Bijan. I trust Bijan. Yeah, That's they're different. gonna run the shit out of the ball. Just, just draft. He's sexy like, though. Give me one reason why Dallas Goddard isn't a better pick than Kyle Pitts. He just is. <laughs> well, he's <laughs> performed and produced at least for like one season. This is gets hurt. He gets hurt every year though. It's the boring tattoo. No, he doesn't. Also, Kyle yeah, Pitts got hurt. True. <laughs> I, I, I think the Kyle Pitts, the injury Fair. is a big deal. I think that Pitts... I, He's I, still not practicing. We're not talking about the, this enough. I he ended the season with an MCL. Until I see him playing football, like in a preseason game, I like I will not... I don't know if it'll change my mind. The woke liberal media wants you to think Kyle Pitts is good. I'm not so sure. Fewer catches per game than Ben Skoranek. Craig, Goddard has played 16 games one time. Yeah, Goddard... I wouldn't take Kyle. Uh, uh, no, I, I don't want either. I want we have we have Goddard, like Goddard. ranked two spots like ahead of Pitts. I like Goddard. I'm just Goddard's saying. really good and in a really yeah. good offense and has like four to five catches a game locked in. Chickaquanquo? Let's do it. We're doing yeah, it. That, yeah, he's got this upside. Is the year. <laughs> Will he's Levis? Explosive. Will Levis to Chig? Mm. Oh my God. I can see it. I love that. I talk myself into that. Meanwhile, I'm like, I don't know. George Kittle? Maybe not. You ever see George Kittle on his own? Not for me. Not for, I'm like, mm, Jawan Johnson could have a year with Derek Carr. Any other tats you want to talk about? Anything else here that you want to elaborate on? Running back? I think overall, my main thought is like, I agree with you on the receivers, but I think once the top tier of receivers is gone, I, I actually think the running backs are a value, but I really think that it's just switched. It used to be running backs in the first round, receivers in the second. And we're just kind of like, eh, probably receiver in the first round or Kelsey and then running backs in the second. So the ideal fantasy team based off our tattoos is you draft a wide receiver in the first round. You don't have any Kelsey. 49. You don't have any 49. Oh yeah, you draft Kelsey in the first round. 
and not a running back. You don't have any 49ers running backs on your team. <laughs> all of your receivers. Any players, any 49ers players. Period. All of your receivers have good quarterbacks. You have a top three. Tyler Lockett. You draft Mahomes, Allen, or Hurts. You hold on to your rookie wide receivers and you take good players. You take good players. Good, boring, 28-year-old players. Just make the right picks. Don't be like Leo DiCaprio. It's okay if they're 28. <laughs> I know it's hard. You know, Kyle, Kyle Pitts is younger than Dalton Kincaid. <laughs> Kyle Pitts is going to be the next Sam Darnold. He's like in five years, he's going to be like 24 years old. Dude, I actually believe in Darnold. I'm not giving up on God. <laughs> what is the, pro- I, I just, I don't, I, I'm not even kidding. It's like the problem with Darnold was his brain, but Kyle Shannon will replace his brain. So then it's fine. I you mean, know who's also yeah. still really young is Josh Jacobs is only 25. Well, yep. in running yep. back years. He, he doesn't turn 26 until, until the off season. Like he is a full 25 for the whole year. I feel like Josh Jacobs has been in the league for 10 years. He came out early too. I think he was like 20, 21. Yeah. But yeah. Do you, do you guys have any tattoos? I don't. I don't. None of I, us do. Craig, do you? I have a dot on my arm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you told me you got one with your friend just to be like, oh, we'll say we I have got a, tattoo. a tattoo. It's not. Yeah, it's not that cool. It's actually kind of lame, but it, it, we did do that. Uh, you right thought after, you were being all clever at the time. No, I mean, there's nothing. Cle- not really. We weren't like we we're going to trick people. We were just like, it'd be funny to get the smallest tattoo possible. <laughs> How much did you have to pay to get a literal? Is it literally a dot? Looks like a freckle, although it's kind of faded now, so it looks pretty bad. But Wait, where is it? Let me see, put it on the zoom. You're not going to be able to see it. It's on my forearm. It's that. <laughs> it's <laughs> like literally like a freckle. Oh, so it's exactly <laughs> where if you get a massage on your um your forearm for like you have like a wrist tendonitis or something or like that's exactly the spot like you got a massage. I'm oh. unfamiliar with the the, the tendonitis massage, you know but or no, a couple like a couple. <laughs> I don't know, like a that's right on the nerve. Yeah, it's right there. It's kind of like upper upper. DK, form. you get massages all the time. You're looking at me. I don't you've know. Never gotten, yeah, but I don't know what you're, you're talking type. about. You've never gotten that like right here. It's a nerve. You just said that okay. as if everybody that was a colloquial thing. We all we're working from home using our computers. Everyone's got like wrist tightness. <laughs> how many twenty seven year olds are getting tendonitis massages? I don't. I haven't DK's heard anyone. Forty. He gets yeah, a but massage I, twice I a get, month. But you were the one who said it. Massages. Like like you thought it was super common. <laughs> you're twenty eight or whatever. I, I I don't know. You live in LA. I thought you'd know. I don't know. People out here just getting tendonitis massages. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's don't you have you work at a computer all day? You don't you know your your hands at email us at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com way out on this. I, I, okay. It's like it's not that I didn't know what you were talking about. It's just like nobody does that. Nobody's familiar How with it. Nobody goes get, to the masseuse oh, to get their forearm for tendonitis. I got a random dot tattooed on him to say good, and this has been turned on me. <laughs> Craig, it's it w- a badass tattoo. It's not, but it was pretty funny to send a photo to our parents of us getting the tattoo. It cost like thirty dollars. How many so sessions did it take? Got to come back. Are your parents like anti tattoo? No, but they like knowing me. I, I don't. I'm not really the type of guy to get a tattoo. So they were like, "What are you? What's what's what are you doing?" <laughs> they like didn't believe it. It almost didn't work. Did it hurt? No, honestly. Who who's the most tatted up person at the at the ringer? I have one person oh, in mind already. It's sales, sales. Close. It's, sales. Yeah, it's just yeah. sales. Does Shout he have? It just covers his entire body. He's asleep. We right? sh- we should have man. If we if people want ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com one email us your tattoo stories. Uh, we don't have to email us about the uh, wrist tattooitis unless you want to. And you <laughs> no, right. I, I, email I, us. wait. I want to get more specific on the tattoo. Email us stupid reasons why you got a tattoo. 
or stupid yes. tattoos Ooh, you got. That's a good prompt. That's a good prompt. Stupid tattoos or stupid reasons. And if we get enough, maybe we can. Maybe Ben maybe Affleck will email us. Oh my God. <laughs> ben A from LA. Or for, I guess from Boston. We it, we should get sales to come on one time and talk about his tattoos. Who's the, like, second, who's the second most tatted person at the ringer? Uh, I don't think I, anyone. I don't he's like the Travis Kelsey of tattoos. No one is. <laughs> yeah. No one. Yeah. He's got like 30 and doesn't know why he got 20 of them. Ben A, 50 years old, Los Angeles. My wife, Jennifer, hates my back tattoo. You know what I never understood about that tattoo? It's a giant phoenix on his back. It obviously took multiple sessions. You know, it wasn't <laughs> did, like a, it wasn't back like, out after one time. Yeah. It wasn't like he was like out drunk doing karaoke. And one of his buddies was like, let's go get tats. Like that took weeks to do. Did he have regrets halfway through? <laughs> I just can't, I can't imagine why he got that tattoo. I think that, I don't know. Once you're in that state, like you just kind of, what are you going to do? Admit that you're a quarter of the way through a terrible tattoo. Like you just kind of got to like, be like, no, this is going to work. I guess. And give it hell. I think I would try to reverse it. If I was a fourth of the way in. It's what snap, they say snip, about snap. people with um, conspiracy <laughs> theories. Snip, snap. So they say the conspiracy theories. It's like if you like uh, go against someone head on in their beliefs, they actually dig their heels in further. It's like if you tell someone that's a bad tattoo, like they have to dig in and be like, no, it's actually yeah. great. You just don't get it's like Roger Smith. He's like, you know, I got a lion for a really deep reason because I'm a Leo, but I'll get into it because I'm a Leo. Email us about your tattoos. Ring your fancy football Gmail. All right. Emails. A lot of emails on Kai's eating habits. Kai, get in here. <laughs> a lot of emails yes. on Kai. So if you missed yes. last week's episode, last couple of weeks, we've been talking about how we learned when we were in Europe that um, Kai eats um, like, I mean, I feel like this is the only factual way to say it. A small child. Yeah, he's 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 ordering off <laughs> the kid menu. Yeah. That's definitely the most accurate way to describe it. Yeah. His top 10 foods were chicken tenders, scrambled eggs and bacon, pizza, but he doesn't like cheese. Um, shrimp for some reason. Chicken fried rice. <laughs> waffles. Shrimp just doesn't... It doesn't fit. <laughs> a turkey sandwich, but only with bread and turkey and then meatballs. That was like his top. <laughs> and thing. burgers, too. Burgers are in there. Oh, somewhere. burgers. The, the turkey and bread is the most heinous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I might have one for lunch today. Who knows? I had one a couple of days ago. It was great. And a gallon Hawaiian of Hawaiian water bread. to wash it down. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so dry. <laughs> Got an email from Jonas. 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 Listening to the top 10 list of Kai's food, I could not. I, I could not stop thinking about scurvy. <laughs> He's going to get scurvy. Which, as a, the the disease that pirates get. So first, I'd like to inform Kai that he's at risk for scurvy. And I also think he should be referred to as Kai the pirate. Kai, Ooh. you got to just start you gotta start sucking on lemons. <laughs> what what does that do? Does that help with scurvy? Uh, scurvy is a uh, lack, lack of, of vitamin C. Yeah. Oh. Sailors, okay. sailors used to get it when they're out at sea. I don't know the details of what it means, but... Your vitamin C intake is very low. That's all fruits and veggies. <laughs> yeah, I got to get some lemons. Got to do that. <laughs> they got Take a vitamin. pill for him now. I kind of like Kai the Pirate, though. It kind of turns, it's like the nice positive <laughs> thing on all of this horrible food. All the my pirate takes. Yeah, the pirate's just eating hard tack, what the sailors eat. We also got an email from Ryan. 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 This is incredible. He says, We had our first kid last week. Congrats. Woo. This was obviously a stressful day, but grandma gave us a break to go for a walk during the first stages of labor. And I will forever thank your episode last week, Trust, Lust, or Dust, <laughs> for the brief respite of hilarity on a very stressful day. Awesome. So this guy's wife is literally in labor and they're listening to Kai describe how he eats <laughs> turkey sandwiches and his breath. I'm so sorry. I apologize. <laughs> 
the more important, more important things in life. Yeah. <laughs> so shout all the parents. He has to get the music that DK recommends for kids that need to fall asleep is the Misty Mountains from The Hobbit, mm-hmm. which we get. We actually get emails from every week from somebody who needs that. Uh, that being said, Ryan says we need to name Kai's segment where he tries new food. Kai's locks of the week. Ah. Where Kai makes a bet and then if he loses the bet, he has to try new foods. Obviously, the first food would be a lox bagel since Kai likes seafood. I don't know what a lox bagel is. What is that? It's, per- it's anti-Semitic is what it is that smoked- is. Lox is smoked Apology. salmon and cream cheese on a bagel. I'm out. I don't like salmon. <laughs> I'm so yeah, out. No this shit, is, this man. is like starting in level five. <laughs> like I'm down to do something, but we got to start. Locks of the that. week is good though. It it is locks good. of I the like week that. is great. Uh, what I think we should do is during the the NFL season, whatever fantasy league Kai's in, like I think one big league with his buddies. I think if every week Kai loses, he has to try a new food, and depending on how bad he lost, that determines kind of the the severity, the of lock the food. scale. Yes, yeah. the lock scale. Where if he loses <laughs> by like five, he's trying a Ritz cracker. But if he loses by forty, <laughs> he's trying like. Canned sardines. Yeah, th- this is like my version of the shotgunning of a beer if you get a zero. That's true. I was going to say, as long as we like establish a scale beforehand, so like it's not like, a, okay, right. here's a 10 and it's like the most insane thing no. you've ever like, done. If like you lose, a beer if, factor, he's eating like literally. If you lose by like one to <laughs> 10, it'll be like nuts and grains. And then, you know, we'll move our way up to like fruits and veggies and then like weird meats. And then like 50 plus, you're trying like quail eggs or something. It's nuts. Uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll definitely consider this. I want you all to know, too, that uh, in, in a great uh, move of ringer synergy over on the Prestige TV pod, now it's become a topic of conversation. Yes. I mean, it was the last <laughs> run, too, but now it's like heavily, like I just get cooked every week. So it's it's wonderful. <laughs> Ironic. This is going. How did that get brought up? Yeah, How did they learn go. about that? Uh, well, so they learned about it in The Last of Us run. I mean, everyone learns at some point, <laughs> and then the, the reaction is always the same of like, what are you and what's wrong with you? They called me the Zodiac Killer, so that's another nickname, the Pirate, Zodiac Killer. No. Oh you have, Kai, what, what did you? What have you eaten today? Oh, let's see, I, I have not done good today. Um, I had a, <laughs> it's a terrible day to Pop ask tart. this. I actually had a pop tart yesterday, but today mm. I had like a couple of those like tiny si- like sandwiches, Jimmy Dean sandwiches, and then I had a I had this uh, go ma- macro bar. I haven't had lunch yet, so it's it's a tough day so far. Uh, but <laughs> so it's like a, to, like a sausage, egg, and biscuit or something. Nah, it's just it's just a sausage. In the, and the biscuit. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, then a, and then a plain protein bar. It just tastes like protein. There's no flavor infused. Your saliva, dude, is working overtime. <laughs> this was mocha chocolate chips. So kind of kind of crazy for me. Kai's saliva uh, is wow. like, like acid, dude. Kai's saliva could like burn through floors. That thing is cutting <laughs> it's through like aliens. It's like, it's like uh, alien plasma. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll consider this. This is good. My, I know my league would love it. I don't know if I want to tell them about it yet, uh, but uh, I'm not against the idea. Not 100% against the idea. Well, it's not really up to you. So. I was going to say. <laughs> you don't get to choose your nickname. Just go 12 and 0. Then you'll be fine. You're right. It does give me some some added incentive to really go hard this year. <laughs> yeah. By the way, li- hope you were listening while we were talking about all our memento tattoos because that will help you gu- guide you along this process. The locks of the week. I'm the who to blame if I uh, if I don't win this year. So, yeah, that's fair. All right, we got emails about the horse hooves. <laughs> don't just don't look this up, people. Don't Google horse hooves. Craig this is, is definitely like out. he's changed. He he looks like a changed person. He's been very like I have wrinkles just now. Tired. Yeah, it's like I just drank out of the wrong Holy Grail at the end of Indiana Jones. <laughs> that's what I was like after. Great, this. great rewatchables episode. Craig's on the rewatchables too this week with uh, this is the end. 
That's Check right. out the rewatch. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Like a little wedding gift. But yeah, so DK, opposite of wedding gift, DK was like, yeah, don't Google horse hooves. And I didn't because <laughs> I don't like those things. It's, it's baby like, horse hooves. It. I'll do it. Baby mm-hmm. horse hooves. And so it's DK was like, it's the most horrifying yeah. thing ever. Don't I forgot Google about it. it until now. And now I'm freaked out again. And <laughs> it, if you're listening now, it's like, just know that you got to make a decision. So anyway, get emails about this. This is from, honestly, I think I'll leave this person anonymous. So on the last episode, you guys talk about how looking at baby horses is the most disgusting thing imaginable and you cannot unsee them. Originally, I was not going to look it up, but I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm not, I ain't no bitch. (laughs) So I looked it up on my computer and I was so instantly disgusted that I shut my laptop. It's bad. (laughs) We're not exaggerating. It is horrific. It is a bloodbath. (laughs) It's a bloodbath out there. So Alex, oh, there we go. Found It's Alex. Alex. So Alex continues. A few hours later, I hear my seven-year-old son screaming. <laughs> no. He Not went good. to my laptop to watch YouTube, and I forgot that I left the tab open with the picture of the baby horse. Because he slammed his laptop shut, literally. He loved this. My son went to bed that night, and at two in the morning, I hear him screaming even louder, get these hands off. <laughs> I run no in the room and he was having way. A, he was having a nightmare that his hands had been replaced by baby horses. Okay, now I kind of feel bad. We traumatized so we this, this young boy. I'm sorry, we, Alex's son. Yeah. We traumatized a literal child. And Alex followed up to say that that his son is all right now, but the wife now his wife now hides the laptop. I mean, this is a lesson to be learned. Don't just close whatever is on your laptop, or don't just like you. Know, you need to like exit out, delete your history, de- delete your cache. Delete your entire uh, hard drive of all yeah. memory. What are you doing on your computer? Damn, DK, what are you looking up? Horse hooves. <laughs> or I, well, uh, what would have been worse for that young child? Uh, horse hooves or just straight up porn? At this point, maybe it's, <laughs> maybe it's horse hooves. I didn't see him. Do you, would you rather? I don't know. Uh, on that note. Hyphens, uh, uh, you got to look it up, man. I, I, I'm going to just see how long I can go. I don't want, I don't want, I'm, I'm going to text this. that to Hyphens at midnight right before he goes to bed. <laughs> I don't want to do, I don't like yeah. scary movies and I don't do horses. I'm just like, why would I want to feel those feelings? You're like horse hooves fishing. You're like, you, it's like, click on this link to get a free Best Buy gift card. And then it's just going to be horse hooves. <laughs> There's a problem with your Netflix account. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. This one's from Austin. Austin. Gail? No. Okay. Hi, Austin. That was weird. All right, Austin, <laughs> off your most recent episode, I decided to look up horse hooves based off of Craig. <laughs> How many people losing, did this? Yeah, a lot. I decided to Google it based on Craig losing part of his soul in the process. <laughs> Two hours, see, that doesn't appeal to me. Two hours later, I got a ping message from IT asking questions about oh. what I have been doing on my work computer. Are horse wow. hooves worse than porn? <laughs> Coming I up reiterate. next. Yeah. <laughs> Austin continues, I shit myself when I realized that they were messaging me about Googling horse hooves. <laughs> I work at a small ad agency and our IT can definitely see what we do on our computers. I debated doing the life swap witness protection you guys <laughs> talked about, cringe, and just, just switch lives. <laughs> so I explained to the IT people in probably too long of an explanation. I heard a tidbit from one of my favorite podcasts about how baby horse hooves <laughs> are disgusting and they're the worst thing ever. And I just had to see the baby horse hooves for myself. I'm so sorry it won't happen again. Uh, IT responds. They're running a software update. They were not contacting me about horse hooves. <laughs> oh, oh, my. So Austin, 
So Austin writes, do I quit my job? Move to Arizona. <laughs> do I? He says, now I do need cringe. I need to swap witness protection in my life. I love, I love picturing Austin. Like, don't ever commit a crime, dude, because you're going to be like, it, you're going to be confessing to the whole damn thing to just a stranger on the street. This is such like a classic <laughs> sitcom scene, you know, yeah. when the person walks in, you're like, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't mean to eat the birthday cake. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's my birthday. Classic mix up. I, it'd be funny if IT people think like you think that they can see all your stuff, but actually everyone just admits it to them in advance all the time. I like the idea that IT is watching live what you're doing. Like they got better things to do. Come on. <laughs> like those FBI memes. It's like you're like FBI texting. Like, hey, we're outside. We got him. Horse hooves. Been trying to get, try to nail this fucker for weeks. He finally Googled oh horse God. hooves. I mean this sincerely though, to all those listening, do not Google baby <laughs> horse hooves. I'm not doing it. You're going to do it. All right. Email us at ringerfantasyfootball@gmail.com if you want. Have more stories about baby horse hooves. If you, what were the other things we wanted? The tattoo stories. Yeah, tattoo stories. Dumb tattoos you have or your friends or tattoos that you got for dumb reasons. Uh, pictures are welcome. And yeah. That might be it. Shouts Football? out Memento. Shouts out Chris Nolan. Oppenheimer coming up. Ooh, can't wait for that. Shout out Chris. Oh my God. The, are you going to do the, I kind of want to do the Oppenheimer Barbie double feature thing. I actually think it, it started as a Twitter joke that people were making. I'm like, I actually, that sounds like a hilarious day. DK, you pick me as an Oppenheimer guy. Oh, uh, big time. Yeah. yeah. He's a father. He has to know these things. I'm very excited. It's going to be fun. Kai. Kai said he got, he's locked in with his double feature wow. tickets. He's seeing both Barbie and you guys, Oppenheimer. So obviously I have been reading the Wikipedia pages and stuff of the Manhattan Project. And mm -hmm. Uh, I, 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 you know, a bunch of people quit the Manhattan Project because, uh, like, sci like scientists that like were experts in this were out of moral protest. They thought it shouldn't happen because they were like, "There's like a ten percent chance it will just, you know, ignite the nitrogen in the atmosphere and all of Earth will explode." <laughs> I mean, that's uh, that's tough. There's high stakes, if you will. Uh, I know in the preview, he's like, "There's a non-zero chance." Was it ten percent really? I don't. I don't know. That. I think it was a, a very small, small chance. Not 10%. anyway. It's great. All right. I'm excited to see both films. When films. are you going to see them? Are you getting? You're do you getting call, married do you call that week? Are you on your honeymoon? Are you going to do it, Liz, on your honeymoon? Uh, no. I mean, doesn't it not come out for Isn't a while? It like July 21st or something like that. Yeah, I think I'm home. So it's the 14th. July 14th. Oh, it's the 21st. Okay, yeah. there we go. I'll be back. Okay. It's good stuff. All right. We're getting out of here. Shout out Nolan. Uh, check out Craig on the rewatchables for This is the End, which is also my favorite movie and also the Indiana Jones one, which is great as well. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, everyone who emailed us about all the Kai stuff. Thank you, Kai, for letting us bully him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Thank you, Lauren Hill. Hmm. Is it because Kai is miseducated? Oh, good reference. If it's Ms. Lauren Hill, isn't that her name? Yeah, that's what it is on Spotify. Is that new? Or was she always Ms. Lauren Hill? Uh, I do not know that. It's like the Mike uh, Thomas thing. Right. <laughs> All of a sudden, we're so calling Mike, Mike now? 
Why are we calling him Mike? He's been Michael in his career his entire like. You guys should just time. go by Dan Kelly and Dan Heifetz for the rest of the year. <laughs> Speaking Dan of which, Heifetz until, so until Michael Thomas has a 100-yard game, you have to go by Dan Kelly and Dan Heifetz. Speaking of which, the Michael Thomas lifting stuff, I really, that had the vibe of a ghost sighting. And I'm starting to think Michael Thomas is just a ghost. Like he just appears. People are like, look, he's there. He's never practicing. He's never doing anything. He's just alone. No one can corroborate these things. If you have like any thoughts or strings and thread here that Michael Thomas is a ghost, like New Orleans has a lot of ghosts, also email us at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com. I don't think he actually exists. He never did. Look, generative AI is pretty powerful. That that could have been AI Mike Thomas lifting. You could you can only <laughs> see half fake. his face. It's a deep fake. Yeah. Deep fake. It's just RFK Jr. All right, goodbye, everyone. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.